And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim. Now, I'm, what I'm going to do is kind of, uh, I'm going to piggyback off of the message you just heard. This is kind of the same era. And so, uh, same time frame. He said contemporaries, and uh, this, this would have been about that same time. Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book, and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee against Israel. Everybody look up here for a minute. There are some things that God is against. There's things God's for, and I thank God for that, right? But there are some things God's against, and God, it does not bother God to tell us what He is against. And there are times that God tells a man of God to tell people what He is against. Amen. And when He does that, it is up to the man of God to follow God and tell people what He is against. He said, I'm against Israel and against Judah, and against all the nations from the day I spake unto thee, from the days of Josiah, even unto this day. Now, take your, take your Bible on over. We're going to go down to verse number 21. Now, uh, let, me say, let me stop and say this before we get to 21. Uh, there, have, there have been some things that have transpired between the verse I just stopped reading and the verse we're about to pick up reading. And uh, there have been a crowd of people that heard the word of God that was penned uh, by this uh, man named Baruch. We'll uh, note him in a, in a moment. Uh, and so uh, we're, we're skipping along. I'm probably going to go back just for a minute into some of the other texts. But uh, let's look at verse number 21. So the king sent Jehudai to fetch the roll. And he took it out of Elishama, the scribe's chamber, and Jeduhai read it in the ears of the king and in the ears of all the princes which stood behind, uh, beside the king. Now the king sat in the winter house in the ninth month, and there was a fire on the hearth burning before him. And it came to pass that when Jeduhai read three or four leaves, he cut it with a penknife and cast it in the fire that was on the hearth until all the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Yet they were not afraid. Now, what has happened and transpired in this is God has given the man of God a word and he had that word written down and had that word read to some people. Now, uh, let me, I'm going to give you uh, several things right quick that uh, contain uh, that are contained in the Word of God or attributes, I guess you could say, of the Word of God. Number one, the Word of God is eternal. Absolutely eternal. It is infallible. It is inspired. It is entire. It is preserved. It is essential for all matters of faith and practice. And it is instructive. That is what the Word of God is. Now, uh, and I, what that was was probably two weeks worth of preaching message right there uh, that I'm not going to get into. But I, I, I want to do this. I want to I get into what the burden that the Lord uh, put on my heart about the Word of God. That's, that's my heart uh, right now. If I can find the notes that I put down, here we are. Now, here's what we find right here. We find that this man 
got so angry at the Word of God that he cut the Word of God up into pieces and threw it in the fire. That is the response that he had to what God said about his anger toward Israel, Judah, and all the nations around them. He was angry, and the response that was given by this king was, I don't like what the Word of God says, so I'm going to do something about the Word of God. I'm going to get rid of it. I'm going to cancel it. (laughs) What about that? That's a cancel society right there. Culture. He said, I want to get rid of it. I don't like it, so I'm going to get rid of it. Listen to me. It does not matter what response we have, whether it be positive or negative, the Word of God will never change. Amen. And I'm glad for that. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful the Word of God never changes because if it did, we would be in a different position than we are right now. Matter of fact, probably I'll be in hell right now. I'm, I'm glad, I'm thankful that we have the Word of God that never changes. We have a God that never changes and we have His Word that never changes and we ought to have some preachers that never change. Amen. So, anger here. Jeduhai read it and Jehoiakim cut it in pieces and burned it. Barak penned it. Jeremiah prophesied it and God proclaimed it. It was God that they were angry at. It was the Word of God that they were angry at. And now they take it out on Jeremiah. I'm not going to go through all the chapters after this and go over what all took place in Jeremiah, but it was pretty bad. He went from simple house arrest to being put in a dungeon to being, to, to being starved to death till one piece of bread a day till it was all gone. Then they threw him in a well that was dried up, had mire in the bottom of it, and just about starved him to death. He was so malnourished that a bunch of rotten rags were able to drag him up out of that well. Not one point in his ministry did he say, you know what, it might be more suitable for me to just not tell them what God said. My, how many preachers there are out there that will compromise because they're scared of ruffling feathers and they're scared of making people angry at the Word of God. Listen to me. If they get mad at me, they're not getting mad at me. They're getting mad at God if, as long as I'm following God. Amen. I'm gonna tell you, that's made me feel good a time or two in the ministry. <laughs> Ain't that right, Brother Jacob? Brother <laughs> Uh, they've seen them get mad at me before. Run me in the, in the vestibule and chew me up one side and down the other. Had to escort my family out the other side of the church so my family wouldn't have to see the deacons rip me up. <laughs> you know what I did? I just gave them the word of God. They were, they were mad at God, not Brother Jody. Well, they were mad at Brother Jody. They took it out on Brother Jody, didn't they? That's all right. That's uh, been a long time ago, and uh, we can laugh at it now. It wasn't funny then. They got angry. They got angry at the Word of God. And so they, t- they, took it out on, uh, they took it out on Barak and Jeremiah. 
what, I'm gonna, what I want to do is I want to give you some responses to the Word of God this morning that take place. We find one response here. Now, I want you to hear me real well right now. There's going to be times in your life that you will read something in the Word of God and it will hit you and you know you are wrong and the Word of God is telling you that you are wrong. There are three responses that you can have to the Word of God. There are three responses you can have to the man of God when he's preaching from the pulpit and there's going to be times he says things that go against your lifestyle. Amen. Three responses. You're you're going to have one of these three responses. You're either going to have anger. Number two, which is just about as bad, you're going to have apathy. The word apathy means this, an utter privation of passion, insensibility to concern or care. Instead of getting angry, most people just say, I don't care what the Word of God says. Instead of getting angry and wanting to throw the Bible out the window, most people says, I'll leave it on my table, but I don't care what it says. I'm going to keep living like I want to. Selfishness. Apathy. They just don't care. People have lost the care that they have for the Word of God and for what the preacher says. And for what the church stands for. There is a covenant that we go into when we become a member of a church. But there's people that don't care what it says. James said this, he said, But but ye be doers of the word, and not hearers only. If you hear the word of God and do not do what the word of God says, James says this, he said, you're deceiving your own selves. Doing nothing may not heap to the hearer the same intensity of judgment that anger would, but it certainly won't help in the day of judgment. Some people, they don't get angry because they may know God is going to judge me so they just don't do anything at all. I don't want to be, a, I, don't, I don't want to be, listen to me, I, I definitely don't want to be angry. I have never, and I have been carnal before, I have been worldly before, I've made a lot of mistakes before that I knew better than to make, but I've never gotten mad, I've never got angry at a man of God for teaching me and preaching to me the truth of the Word of God. I don't understand how people can get mad at truth. But they can. Don't understand that, but they can. Anger, apathy, just just don't care. But you're still in Jeremiah. Should back up to 36. Go down to verse number. uh, Let's see here. 15 and 16 would be a good, good one. So this is uh, Barak uh, reading, reading this role. And they said unto him, Sit down now and read it in our ears. So Barak read it in their ears. 
Now it came to pass when they had heard all the words that they were afraid. What about that? They believed the word of God. They believed the prophecy that Jeremiah told. They believed God when God gave Jeremiah that prophecy. They believed it that what Barak wrote down was going to affect them. They were afraid. What a blessing that is. Both one another and said unto Barak, We will surely tell the king all these words. And asked Barak, saying, Tell us, how didst thou write all these words at his mouth? He, he, he goes on and he, and he tells them how. Now, I, 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 my, my mind brings me back to, a, uh, to another uh, area of the Bible where people heard the word of God and it greatly affected them. I'm thinking about Nineveh. I mean, a backslid preacher that did not want them to get right. God had to make him. I've ne- Listen to me, I've never met a preacher that didn't want people to get saved. I really I haven't. As liberal as I've met some and as, as carnal as I've met some, I've never met a preacher that didn't want people to be saved. But there's one. Jonah did not want to. He got mad when they repented. We think there's racism now. There's not. We're not even close to it. <clears throat> Jonah hated those people. And Jonah wanted them to go to hell without God. But God's long-suffering. Thank God for that. Amen. If we got what we deserved, every single one of us Gentiles, probably every one of us in here are, we'd all be in hell right now. Old preacher used to say, where their back broke. Amen. But God, in His mercy and love and grace, forgave us. Thank God for that. Amen. These people were afraid. Jonah 3.15, so the, so the people in Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth, and the king went so far as to set in ashes. Where did he get them ashes? Probably, if I had to guess, idolatry sacrifices to false gods, if I had to guess. I don't know. They proclaimed a fast, put on sackcloth, and he sat in ashes. They wanted to get right with God, all the way right with God, and they did. So, three responses. Number one, anger. Number two, apathy. Number three, I'm going to give you several words right here that describe the next type of response that we ought to have. We shouldn't have the first two. We ought to have these acceptance to the Word of God. Agreement with the Word of God. It's amazing to me, people that read the Bible, and when they are condemned by what they find in it, and they are condemned by what the preacher says, they try to justify their folly in disagreement with the Word of God. I did some side work, uh, some electrical side work the other day, out in the middle of Pine Woods in Alabama, and uh, these people had a a, a, a little, little barn uh, building type thing that they just had moved there and they wanted some power hooked up to it. 
and the lady's husband knew that I was a preacher, pastor, and uh, wanted to ask Bible questions. I was all for it. I told the lady, I said, yeah, send him on over here. I'd, I'd, I'd be glad, to, I'd be glad to, to, uh, to talk to him. Well, when he came up, he had a beer in his hand, and he popped a cap on a beer, and he sat down in the doorway while I was doing electrical work, and he said, he said, my wife said that I could ask you some Bible questions. Taking a sip of his beer, he said, what does the Bible say about alcohol? That would have been a real good opportunity for Brother Jody to say, uh, sir, I'm busy doing this work. It would probably be better on me to get this electrical work done and not answer your question. I could have. Or, or I could have said, you know what? Uh, I'm just going to help you out a little bit and say the Bible won't say anything about it. I could have done that. Or I could have been, been like some just sidestepped and, But I quoted him about 15 or 20 verses out of the Word of God that he didn't like. And he continued drinking the beer. And he popped open another one as I was doing that. But I, I told him what the Bible said. Here's what he said. It, of course, the, it, 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 it always comes up. Yeah, but didn't Jesus turn water into wine? Yeah. Well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't ferment it. I can guarantee you that. Well, those of you that study your Bible, you know it's not. It's amazing to me how people will, will disagree with the Word of God and try to justify their folly by rewriting the Bible in their mind. Acceptance, agreement, attentiveness. When Ezra the scribe read from the book of the law, the Bible says those people were attentive. Thank God for that. Let's look up here. Young people, especially you young people. Well, I better talk to the elder ones too. I... I I have always been the type that when a man of God was preaching, I like to be on the end of my seat and expecting to get something from God, anticipating God to bless me with whatever is going to come out of His mouth. I, I'm just, I, I enjoy preaching. I enjoy the Word of God. Attentiveness, and then the last one here, action. That is a good response that we ought to have for the Word of God is action in our lives, doers of the Word and not hearers only. I'm thankful that God gave us a Word. He could have, if He had wanted to, saved us by the grace of God and left us to fend for ourselves. And it would have been God. I'm so thankful for my Bible. I've read a lot of history books in my ministry about people that gave their life, died on a stake, was burned at the stake, was beheaded, was tortured, cut in pieces over the Word of God. It comes with a very, very high price, the Bible that we hold in our hand. And by the way, nobody lost their life and, and was burned at the stake for an NIV. Nobody's got their head chopped off for an ESV. Amen. Your King James Bible, there's been more gallons of blood shed over the Bible that you're holding in your hand. We owe it. We owe it to those martyrs to respect, to honor God's Word. Amen. Thank God for the Word of God. I'm, I, I am so thankful that God gave me a Bible. Aren't you thankful God gave you a Bible?
I love my Bible. I love it. And, I'm thank, and I thank God for it. Amen.